What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Mateo and Alex are the co-founders of 8Sleep, my favorite technology product, and one that I like so much that I begged them to let me invest. In this conversation, we talk about sleep fitness, marketing in a digital age, the launch of their brand new product, the Pod 3, and what they're looking forward to as a hardware company as we go deeper and deeper into a recession. I really enjoyed this conversation with Mateo and Alex, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I first want to talk about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BCB Group. With a dedicated focus on institutional payment services, BCB Group provides business banking, cryptocurrency, and foreign exchange market liquidity for many of the world's largest crypto-engaged financial institutions. BCB business accounts allow businesses to load fiat currency and cryptocurrencies for payments, operations, and trading purposes. BCB's clients can trade FX and cryptocurrencies quickly and at scale with market-leading value. BCB's Blink Network is the European crypto industry's first instant settlements network and one of the first real-time payment networks of its kind to allow free real-time transactions across fiat and digital currencies. BCB's vision is to empower the global financial revolution through sustainable and innovative banking. You can find out more by visiting bcbgroup.com pomp today. Again, that's bcbgroup.com slash pomp today. Today's episode is brought to you by Exodus, the world's leading desktop, mobile, and hardware crypto wallet. They offer beautiful, user-friendly blockchain products that sync across all of your devices, making it easier to send, receive, and exchange over 150 or more crypto assets in one place. And with world-class customer service available to you 24-7, Exodus always has your back. But the fun doesn't stop with staking and trading. They recently launched a new NFT marketplace where you can buy and sell your favorite NFTs on the Solana network. By partnering with the popular NFT platform, Magic Eden, they're offering the full Monty on verified collections with more added every single day. Ready to check it out for yourself? Run, don't walk over to exodus.com slash pomp for your free download today. Again, if you want the world's leading desktop, mobile and hardware crypto wallet, go to exodus.com slash pomp today. This episode is brought to you by 8sleep. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer, and the 8sleep pod is the ultimate sleep machine. Consistent good sleep can help reduce the likelihood of serious health issues, decrease the risk of heart disease, lower blood pressure, and even reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. Yet still more than 30% of Americans struggle with sleep, and feeling hot at night is one of the main causes of poor sleep. However, now I fall asleep in record time faster than I have ever before, all thanks to the 8sleep pod. The pod is the only sleep technology that dynamically cools and heats each side of the bed to maintain the optimal sleeping temperature for what your body needs. With the pod, you can sleep as cool as 55 degrees Fahrenheit or as hot as 110 degrees Fahrenheit. The result is clinical data shows that 8sleep users experience up to 19% increase in recovery, up to 32% improvement in sleep quality, and up to 34% more deep sleep. With more deep sleep, I can be confident that my mind and body are moving through the restorative sleep stages that are vital for physical recovery, hormone regulation, and mental clarity. And even better, 8sleep recently launched the next generation of the pod. The new Pod 3 enables more accurate sleep and health tracking with double the amount of sensors delivering you the best sleep experience on Earth. The pod's not magic, but it sure feels like it. Go to 8sleep.com slash pomp to start sleeping cool this summer and save $150 on the pod. 8sleep currently ships within the US, Canada, and the UK and select countries in the EU and Australia. Go to 8sleep.com slash pomp today and you'll save $150 when you buy that new pod. 
Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Mateo, how are you? Good. How see, are you doing? I see Great you have your you. black uh, your black shirt on. Congratulations. Great. Look very fashionable. <laughs> uh, here, here's where I want to start is um, the bear markets of crypto, of stocks, all this stuff. People, they their lives go into like a tailspin. There's chaos everywhere. What are some suggestions that you have from like a sleep perspective that when people have high stress, what are some of the things that they can do to uh, to at least be prepared to go to sleep on time, get better sleep, kind of take care of their bodies? You spend all day thinking about kind of performance and sleep fitness. Like, what are some of the things that either you do or, or other people you think should be doing? Yeah, a couple of different things. Um, first, they can try to wind down um, in the evening, um, like an hour or 30 minutes before going to bed without you know, looking at the markets and crypto numbers. Um, otherwise, they will just get nervous and probably you know, their, their mind will start racing and they don't fall asleep. Um, another trick is to take a nap. It's really hard to find the time, but if you can find literally 20 minutes, 30 minutes max during the day, 1 or 2 p.m. around that time, that uh, will enhance your performance in the afternoon. So you will be sharper, um, way more reactive um, and focused during the day. Um, and in general, I would say try to sleep eight to nine hours. That is how you really maximize your mental performance during the day. And when you think about diet, I know something that we've talked about a bunch, like uh, when's the last time somebody should drink caffeine? What kind of food do you think they should eat in the morning versus in the afternoon? Yeah, so caffeine, you should stop. If it's a, like a regular coffee, eight hours before going to bed, if it's a decaf, it should be four hours before going to bed. Um, that's what I usually do. So I drink coffee all in the morning. And um, what was the other question? Uh, food. Like what should they eat in food, the morning? Food. Versus yeah, food, food is massive. Like, for example, I don't have lunch. And if you have lunch, you should stay very light. Otherwise, you will start feeling like sleepy around 2 p.m. From 2 to 3 p.m., uh, you will feel like, oh, I need to sleep. Um, so in my case, I mean, in my case, I fast and I just eat once a day most of the times. But if I eat, I try to stay very light and I eat, uh, I try to fast at least 16 hours and sometimes 24 hours. And then when you do eat, what do you usually eat in terms of uh, food? You said it's light, but what, what is that? Yeah, so I'm on a keto diet most of the times, unless when I cheat or maybe when I'm with you having a pizza. Uh, but other than that, I don't eat carbs. Um, so usually carbs makes you feel sleepy. Um, and so I would avoid like a big sandwich at 1 p.m. Otherwise, you will feel sleepy 100%. So you can try to have uh, anything else that is keto compliant. That is my advice. The last thing around uh, food or diet is uh, I see people commenting Nappuccino, which uh, for those that yeah. for those that did not hear you say this last time, explain what a Nappuccino is. Yeah, Nappuccino is the greatest hack ever, and I love it. So, substantially, you drink uh, a coffee, in my case, an espresso, 
right before napping. And then you nap for 20 to 30 minutes. And by the time you wake up is when the coffee kicks in. And so you feel super energized because you just napped. Plus you have the enhancement from the coffee. <laughs> it's like double. It's the best hack ever. Yeah, it's like du- double. You get both the sleep rest and then also from uh, from the caffeine. Uh, yeah. You guys recently just launched the uh, Pod 3. Explain to everyone what the difference between the prior versions and the Pod 3 are. Yeah. So it's the new product. It's the third generation, which is pretty cool. Uh, comfort is better. In particular, we moved sensors. Now you don't feel sensors anymore. Um, so again, more comfortable. Second, we doubled the number of sensors. And so now we, are, we have reached 99% accuracy at monitoring your heart rate and uh, 93% at uh, measuring your HRV, which is heart rate variability. Um, so all the tracking is better. And then the device essentially became a computer. It's based on Linux. It has like a thousand X more computational power. Um, and so is the, the greatest sleep machine that will enhance your sleep through thermoregulation and will track your health. As you guys continue to build this, you now have a lot of customers. You've got a lot of data. You continue to kind of see it. What are some of the biggest differences that people go through between before they sleep on an eight sleep and then when they have the thermoregulation uh, with the uh, uh, with either the pod or the mattress? Like, what are the biggest things that happen to their health? Yeah, there are pretty massive benefits. We see up to thirty four percent more deep sleep. Uh, we see up to thirty two percent improved sleep quality. Um, and up to 19% uh, uh, increase in recovery. So substantially, sometimes investors or friends, they ask me, oh, who are your competitors? And our competitors are really almost drug companies because we compete with sleep pills. But the difference is we are a healthy device, meaning you can use our device forever and there will be no impact on your health, only a positive impact. Well, instead, sleep pills are known for having negative, a negative impact on your health. And as you've built this, you obviously have to build the hardware and the software. What are the challenges with uh, building hardware right now, uh, given kind of all the supply chain disruptions and manufacturing issues, all that? Like, what's going on? A lot. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't know how much time I have, but I'll try to be brief. A lot, a lot of issues. In particular, we cannot go to China. We no, we didn't go to China for a very long time. We are lucky that we have a team there. But the biggest issue is there are continuously uh, continuous delays, and this means you need to spot buy. So sometimes you need to find certain components on the spot buy market, which means you pay more, and that will have an impact on your gross margin. And second, particularly last year, we were so behind that we had, and we had so much demand that we had to airship units, but our units are pretty big. And so to try to, again, make our customers happy and try to deliver units as fast as possible, we airshipped, but that had an impact on gross margin as well. And as you've kind of navigated all of this, uh, obviously consumers continue to buy the devices. Health is kind of a cornerstone of what people care about. Um, is there anything that you're doing differently marketing-wise? I know that uh, a couple of months ago you announced the uh, the F1 sponsorship. You all have uh, kind of really ramped that up. Like, How do you think about marketing during times where uh, maybe the macro environment or the supply chain is having some complexities or issues? Yeah. So at the end of the day, our our device you know, requires a lot of trust from the customer before being purchased. It's not an impulsive purchase. And so the way we build that trust is through influencers and athletes. 
Um, a lot of world-class athletes are currently using our product. I was in Formula One, Mercedes F1, and many other Formula One drivers, world champion CrossFit, athletes in NBA, NFL, top tennis players. And so that helped us to build a trust with the average consumer. Plus, we leverage influencers, so other people that uh, talk uh, through podcasts or social media to our target audience. We let them try the product. 99.9% uh, .9 of the times they love it. And so then they keep sharing their experience and how much they love the product. That helps us to grow faster at the, in a cheaper way because the CAC, so the cost of um, acquisition of the customer keeps going down because word of mouth is accelerating. Yeah. And I guess as part of that, sleep is like such a personal thing. It doesn't just affect you, but also the mood you're in, the energy you have. It has an impact at work. It has an impact in your personal relationships. Uh, and so it feels like when people get a good night of sleep, they talk about it. They tell folks. They People can see that you got a good night of sleep. They see you have high energy. They see that you're not as stressed. Uh, and so in some way, there's like this organic marketing that just occurs because of uh, that happening, right? Yeah, and it, for us, it happens in two ways. On one side, people just talking about their own experience, right? But on the other side, uh, we are also helping couples because like 50 to 60% of couples, they have temperature problems. There is one partner who wants the room or the bed to be warm and the other one who wants it cold. And so then when they are out for dinner with friends, they talk about their experience with the pod where you can set different temperatures for each side of the bed and how you know, the pod helps them uh, stop fighting about temperature at night. Got it. And talk to me about inside of the business. Obviously, as you uh, kind of navigate uncertain times, what are you talking to the employees about, to uh, partners, vendors? Like what, what's the kind of the operating of the business? What's changed uh, and kind of how are you navigating this? Yeah. So most of the discussions, they happen at the executive level with the executive team. And so since Three months ago, I started talking about, look, we could be in a recession. And I think today we have evidence we're having a recession. Um, and also the market changed, right? And so before in 2020 and 2021, all that you know, matter was growth. Well, instead now you can grow um, slightly um, slower, but you need to have a clear trajectory to profitability and positive unit economics. And so that is how we slightly readjusted the business. And I'm saying slightly because we were already in that trajectory, but we need to make sure that the company can get to profitability and that our unit economics are healthy in particular in terms of cross margin and contribution margin. Got it. And then you obviously have done quite a bit of investing. What are you seeing there uh, kind of early stage technology startups? Yeah, I think um, the numbers and the valuations are going down. Uh, I just start seeing deals at a much more reasonable valuation, uh, which I think is, is good for everyone. And so I, I would say at the seed stage and Series A, the, not the market is still pretty active. Um, the only change was valuations. At the growth stage uh, is different because right now no one wants to raise money because obviously valuation dropped somewhere between 60 and 80%, so a pretty meaningful way. So if you don't need to raise money, you wouldn't, you shouldn't raise money right now because you risk to be impacted in terms of valuation. Got it. And, and are there any tips that you have for uh, founders who are trying to raise money? Should they wait? Are there things that they can do to kind of increase their odds other than just build a good business? If you're at an early stage, seed and CDSA, 
I think nothing really changes. You need to accept the more reasonable valuation, which doesn't mean to be a bad valuation. It's just more reasonable. I think last year and probably the second part of 2020 was a bit out of control and crazy. Um, and so just go ahead. Obviously, I think investors will be will pay more attention to your unit economics and the, the health of the business more than just the growth. If you are in growth stage, I would say pull back, try to stay lean, um, try to have a runway at, at least until 2025, mid 2025. So you make sure that you can go through the winter and um, be stronger once that the markets are, are back. Yeah. And then when you start to evaluate where a lot of these companies are, were most of them just drunk on lots of money sloshing around and they actually weren't even close to profitability. They're kind of, I don't want to say bad businesses, but just not amazing businesses. And those are kind of getting exposed right now. Or do you think maybe that narrative is kind of overblown and actually a lot of these companies have been able to course correct, get, you know, at least closer to uh, profitability, extend their runway and, and they should be able to survive. I think what happens in the U S and in the, the venture business is sometimes what you optimize for is, is different, right? So last year it was all about growth. And so as a CEO or as a founder, you were thinking, look, I can raise money. I just need to grow. I can accept to airship units because the business is doing well. There is a lot of demand. And if I need more money, I can find it. Then what happens this year, if things are very different and you understand that you need to be way wiser in how you manage your cash, you need to run a proper business that can be here forever. And so I think, the best CEOs are the ones that are able to adjust continuously to the market. At the end of the day, you need to build a healthy business because if you build a startup, right, let's say the startup lasts at least 10 years, if it's successful, it means you will face a recession in 10 years because historically every 10 years there is a recession. And so you need to be make sure as a CEO that you always have a plan B in case of a recession. And that plan B sometimes might be, might, might be tough, meaning you need to make changes and cuts to cut your cost and make sure you can survive through the winter. Yeah. And as you start to see more and more companies uh, just go out and raise capital, try to navigate this market. Are there areas that you're most excited at and if people are building certain companies that they should uh, should reach out to you for? No, I mean, I'm agnostic on the uh, to admire and respect the founders. I mean, I want to say, oh shit, this guy's got, I want to work with this guy. If I can put a chip, I want to be in because I will learn from from this person and I want to build the relationship with this person for the next 20, 30 years because this person will be super successful. That is what really excites me. That doesn't matter if you build houses like Cover. I'm an investor. I just started tweet about them and their factory. Or if you do Web3, the smartest people, they will succeed and maybe they will need to pivot. I don't care. I just want to work with the best minds so I can learn from them. Yeah, I think that that's probably the right way. And it also feels like a lot of founders who uh, know something that the market doesn't know, they sound a little crazy, right? Like they sound, yeah. you know, they, it doesn't fit the pattern to some degree. Uh, yeah. And and that's actually might be a uh, an encouraging factor is uh, that they sound a little crazy. Yeah, that's what PG always says, right? That the best ideas at the beginning, they sound crazy, impossible. Airbnb obviously is the, is the greatest example. Um but you're betting on the person that these guys, they will figure it out. I remember when I met 
Brian Chesky and Joe Gabbia at YC, they came as speakers. And the feeling you had from these two guys is you could drop them without water in the desert in July, and they would figure it out. I mean, these guys are going to survive, whatever happens. That is the feeling and energy they transfer. And so that is what you want to see in founders. That doesn't matter if they succeed or not. They will keep trying until when they succeed. Yeah, that, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, does your team have that? I hope so. And I think we have I think we have data points to prove that we have that because we almost died a couple of times and we are still here and we are we are shining and growing. Um, it's tough sometimes, but it's part of the game. As a uh, as a closing point, maybe tell us one of the stories of uh, when you all almost died and what you do to uh, to survive. Just to give people a sense of uh, when they have the eight sleep pod in their room and they're sleeping on it, it's kind of this magical experience. Right? You go to sleep, you get a better sleep, but like there's a company, there's people, there's an entire team that's working their asses off behind this thing. What's one of those stories where you guys almost died and what you guys do to survive? A story that is public uh, and it comes from YC is that we got rejected twice from Y Combinator. And, um, but then we made it the third time. And so sometimes when they go around the world and they pitch Y Combinator to other you know, potential companies, they always say, don't give up because look at eight sleep. They got rejected twice. They never give up. And then we you know they got admitted into Y Combinator. And now they're, I think, um, one of the largest hardware companies in, of the YC network. Only just beginning. The story is not over yeah. yet, my friend. Yeah. At the end of the day, I always think for founders, the rule number one, and this comes from PG, from Polygram as well, is just you need to keep going. And then things will change. You adjust and you adapt. Maybe market product market, you find product market fit later. Maybe you find a better product market fit later. But number one rule is to keep going. And then the odds will play in your favor. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, where can we send people to find you on the internet or check out the pod three? Yeah, go on 8sleep.com, 8 like the number, just in letters, um, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com. And there's, there, is a, there should be also the link to my Twitter where I'm pretty active. Not as active as you, or at least I don't have your following, but I'm still active a little bit. I think you're doing a great job. You're my favorite Twitter follow only because uh, it's a combination of a reminder to go to sleep and also of uh, things around business and, and investing, which is all I care about. <laughs> I just start tweeting when it's time for you to go to sleep at night. So now tonight at 930, I will start tweeting, Tom, but you should go to sleep. <laughs> Don't worry. Polina does a great job of reminding me, get your ass to sleep. Uh, all right, listen, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, as everyone knows, I, I think that uh, it is no secret uh, eight sleep, uh, pod and mattress is probably the number one per, uh, tech product that I've purchased over the last two years or so. Uh, it is uh, absolutely incredible. I finally convinced you to let me invest in the business. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you letting me be along for the ride. I'll do my best to stay out of the way and, uh, just, uh, uh help where I can. And uh, if anyone wants to check it out, I dropped in the, uh, in the chat here, you can go, uh, click on that link and you will uh, get a little bit of money off and uh, check out the pod three or uh, or the mattress and uh, get a better night of sleep. It actually will uh, will make your life better. So, Mateo, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and we'll definitely do it again in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Later, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify or your favorite podcast player. 
And if you're looking to transition into a brand new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to thecryptoacademy.io. My team and I have been working with the top HR teams in the industry to develop an intensive three-week training program with over 50 live events. We teach you exactly what you need to know to break into the industry, including live interview prep and resume review. Our students have been hired at over 75 of the world's best Bitcoin and crypto companies. Go to thecryptoacademy.io to learn more. Again, that's thecryptoacademy.io. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with your friends, and I'll see you all for the next episode.